couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy Duplacito, and the Celtics beat the Wizards 130-121. We got outscored 33-17 in the fourth quarter and still pulled off a nine-point win. Uh, Gonna follow today's podcast, same as usual, run through player of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows, uh, and talk about where the Celtics stand at this point. Uh, to get things started off here, if we took out the fact that the fourth quarter is an absolute nightmare, I probably would have given player of the game to Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, but he was out on the floor with you know a deep bench lineup in that fourth quarter, and it was terrible. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon still had a phenomenal game. I'll still talk about him in the positives here. However, for player of the game, got to give it to Jalen Brown. This was a stellar performance from him. Again, no Jason Tatum tonight. So you come in, you're expecting a little bit more minutes from all of these guys. You're expecting them to need to put as much towards the Wizards as possible, despite the Wizards not being a great team. Uh, Jalen Brown tonight, 36 points, five rebounds, two assists, super efficient. 13 of 23 uh, from the field. Two of seven from three. You know, whatever. Uh, but at the end of the day, this Celtics team, it, it, everything started from Jalen Brown. And it wasn't his typical game of, you know, let me go ISO. Jalen Brown today, we saw a lot of amazing cuts. Like this wasn't a game where the ball was in his hands a ton, but it was something where he was constantly moving the entire night. And we saw a couple, like, great assists. Derek White had one, too. Marcus Smart had a couple beautiful assists to Jalen Brown on backdoor cuts. Uh, Jalen Brown tonight was doing everything that you would like to see him do. And honestly, if you look at the the way the game has kind of progressed for the Celtics this season, that's a sustainable way of playing within our system. This isn't a... This isn't Jalen Brown, again, going out and needing the ball in his hands a lot because we obviously know it's going to live in Jason Tatum's hands uh, a lot as well. And then you have, again, guys like Brogdon, Smart, White, who also run the offense really well. So when Jalen Brown plays this specific type of game, it really bodes well for this team because he's super efficient. In finishing at the rim, I want to say he's at like 62% shooting at the rim this season, which is phenomenal. It's phenomenal. So this guy just really played his ass off in this one. And we saw the Celtics have a massive lead. I want to say, let's see, I'll pull it up here. The Celtics' largest lead in this one was 26 points. Absolutely absurd. This we had a 17-point lead at halftime, second largest lead that we've had at half all season long. Uh, it continued to balloon. That third quarter, we got it up to 26. And then the bench went in, the bench unit went in. And the bench, I will talk about them in this podcast, they played really well through three quarters in this one, really well. But that fourth quarter was a nightmare. And the lead got down to, I want to say, six at one point. And Joe was riding the bench unit. He didn't want to sub in his starters. 
Uh, he wanted to, again, this is the first night of a back-to-back, so we're playing again tomorrow night. You don't want to, you know, wear out all of your starters, and especially in a situation where you had a 26-point lead, we saw it slip a lot, a lot. And Joe Mazzula, credit to him, called a timeout, got Derek White in, didn't really shift everything, called another timeout, got the rest of the guys in. So we saw JB, we saw Horford, Grant, all of those guys get back into the game. And when that did, the Celtics ballooned it back up to 17. Wizards battled back, got it within nine. But Jalen Brown, in that stretch of basketball, had two super impressive and one drives. Got to the rim, foul, and one. It's just like this is Jalen Brown putting the team on his back and saying, I got you. Jason Tatum's not here. I will finish this game for us. I will be our closer in this one. Uh, and it's just a, it's a beautiful thing to see. So really solid game from him tonight. Again, I talked about Brogdon a little bit as well. Uh, I thought Brogdon was fantastic in this one. When you're looking for additional scoring uh, with Jason Tatum not playing, a bunch of guys stepped up in this one. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon was the second leading scorer after Jalen Brown. 17 points, 16, six rebounds, four assists in this one. Uh, and it was one of his better you know, shooting games as well. Five of ten from the field, three of five from three. You know, we've seen his numbers a little bit lower as far as shooting percentages this season, uh, but he still had really solid performances. Tonight, everything was kind of working for Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, I thought he looked really good. Derek White, another really, really solid game for him. Uh, finished the game 15 points, two rebounds, three assists, four of seven from the field, two of four from three. Again, super efficient. Like this Celtics team today, Shot 16 of 34 from three, 47%. Like 47% is just a ridiculously high percentage. And it's not something that the Celtics are going out and doing once every 10 games. This is a fairly standard occurrence at this point. Maybe not quite at 47%, but they're shooting significantly over the league average on pretty much every given night. Every night. Uh, so really just another solid performance from our guards. Marcus Smart, another really good one. 14 points, four rebounds, seven assists. He ran the offense really well tonight. Got himself in some foul trouble, didn't really play a ton, uh, but he loved to see that. With this being the first night of a back-to-back, uh, playing tomorrow against the Hornets, fast-paced team, like you're going to want all the energy you can have. Right, So keeping all of these guys, Jalen Brown led the team in minutes with 34. Like That's pretty damn good. Al Horford kept him to 26, probably not going to play tomorrow anyway. I would say there's like a 2% chance that it happens, uh, but I don't see him playing. But Grant Williams, 32 minutes. Derek White, 31. Everybody else was under 30 minutes in this one. Everybody. Love to see that. Even Malcolm Brogdon, who obviously we're trying to limit his minutes anyway just to keep him healthy, 23 minutes. So all of these guys stepped up and played a really big role. This was a game where we had seven players in double digits. Al Horford, 14 points. Smart, 14. White, 15. Jalen, 36. 
Sam Hauser, 14. Cornette, 12. Brogdon talked about his 17. Like, this is a, a great balanced attack. Grant Williams, funny enough, who's played really well for the majority of the year, uh, did not was not part of that 10-plus club. Uh, it would have been the most players at eight if we were able to get him in double digits as well. Uh, but overall, super impressive night, right? I think off the bench, we saw that same spark. While Peyton Pritchard didn't go in and instantly change things with offense, he only scored three in this one. Uh, he went out there, hustled his ass off, played a really solid 17 minutes, uh, really solid 17 minutes. You look at, you know, a lot of the guys that we put out there today, you know, Sam Hauser's another bench guy that we finally saw him get more shots up. This is a 14.5 rebound, one assist performance for him. Uh, and this was a game where they really tried to attack the hell out of him defensively. We saw him guarding uh, Bradley Beal quite a bit in this one because they were trying to get him off the dribble. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. He does a really good job of staying in front of guys, forcing tough shots. Like there was one time Bradley Beal threw it up fake, Drew Hauser and got the end one. So be it, right? Besides that, Sam Hauser is not, he's not really going out there and hurting this team defensively. He continues to like really put up a incredible plus minus number for a bench guy. Right to be able to go out there and consistently play as a, a team defender because this is what this is what Peyton Pritchard does well too. Right, Peyton Pritchard not the best defender in the world, but he's a good team defender. Sam Hauser's smart; he gets it. He stays in front of guys. He can poke his hands in. He's not like super detrimental to the team's defense. This wasn't a great game defensively. A lot of it really stemmed from you know fourth quarter inefficiencies. We got, again, outscored 33-17 in that fourth quarter. So there are times where the Celtics' defense needs to improve. Uh, but overall, this team play is really second to none. Like, we haven't seen this team play this good on the offensive end in a very, very, very long time. Like, I'm talking one of the most efficient offenses of my lifetime. Uh, and it's just – it's continuing to improve, and we're doing it without a full roster. Like, this is a, this is a game we score 130 points, and there's no Jason Tatum. Obviously still down Rob uh, as well. I don't really know that, you know, bringing in Rob is really going to increase our offensive efficiency. Uh, it's definitely going to change the way that we scheme. But, you know, when you have guys like Luke Cornett that are going out there and playing a similar style – because I would say it is a fairly similar style to what we see with Rob. Uh, on the offensive end, he stays low. He's not really venturing up to the three-point line much. Uh, and they're kind of moving away from a, a, a ton of switching when Cornette's in there, which is a similar defense that we see with Rob, right? So he's really filling that role. At this point, if Luke Cornette can go out there and give you a 12-4, and four, I know it's not going to be consistently. I know he's not going to go out there and get 22 minutes on every given night, right? But if Luke Cornett can go out and give you, you know, eight minutes once Rob is healthy, 10 minutes once Rob is healthy, and play at the level that he's been playing as of late, 
you don't really have the need to go out there and shop for another big man, right? I know everyone wants to say that, you know, center depth is low and it certainly is like, again, barring injuries, but once healthy, Luke Cornett has shown, has proven that he can go out there and give meaningful minutes. So just overall, you got to look at this team as a whole and just be happy with what we're seeing. Defensively, there are certainly shortcomings. They can 100% improve on that side of the floor. Uh, but offensively, this is as good as we've seen in a long time. Uh, and it's just it's a fun game of basketball to watch through and through. We've got a bunch of guys that can go in. It's basically one through ten on this Celtics team at this point. We can run ten guys, pretty consistent minutes, and get really solid production. Tonight we had nine guys play over seventeen minutes. Peyton Pritchard was the low man on that. Yeah, you know, we saw Vonleh, Justin Jackson get in garbage time minutes. Uh, were bad in those minutes, like really bad, but it's not a lot of time, right? This is a get without Time Lord and Tatum. So add those guys into the mix. That's 11 guys deep that the Celtics are running this year. We're just crazy. It's crazy. Uh, but overall, in this one, super efficient, like super efficient, 55% from the field, 47% from three. We had 25 assists, which I feel like I've said this several times. 25 is Really, that magic number as far as you know, assists shows that you're moving the ball at a pretty consistent pace. Uh, so you love to see it. It wasn't perfect, this one. Uh, again, that fourth quarter, nightmare. Want to talk about it. Before we dive into some of the negatives, though, want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilize the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. The NBA season is heating up and there are still so many unknowns like can the Celtics continue on this unbelievable stretch of basketball and break the NBA offensive rating record. When I'm looking to get in on that action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. 
Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Do you think Jason Tatum's going to score 35 in a Celtics 10-point game? This is the type of action you can get in on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so I want to talk through some of the negatives here. Uh, again, Celtics win this game 130-121. Solid game overall. Third quarter was really good. Fourth quarter was an absolute nightmare. Uh, we got outscored 33-17. to Now, the number that sticks off the page to me in that stat is the 17 number on the offensive side because this team has been so good on the offensive end. We still scored 130 points in this one. That means, again, do the math. We had 113 at the end of that third quarter. Now, the big difference in that fourth quarter came down to bench, right? We were running lineups with Brogdon, Pritchard, Hauser, Cornette, and Grant, right? Those guys are not creating shots for themselves. Malcolm Brogdon was really the only guy that can. We went on a four-minute stretch of not a single field goal. Peyton Pritchard has the ability to create his own shot too, but in a system where you have only one other person in Malcolm Brogdon that, that can do that, it really puts Peyton Pritchard at behind the eight ball, right? Because you're forcing another good defender to really guard Peyton Pritchard as your second best player, right? Sam Hauser, as good as he is, isn't someone that's going out there and is creating his own shot. He did tonight. It was actually a beautiful drive. He had a great drive and one finish, uh, but he's not someone that you need to stick a phenomenal defender on. Put someone that has stamina, that can run around with them, and you're good, right? Obviously, if that defender takes his eye off of Hauser at all, chances are he's hitting a three because he's lethal beyond the arc. But at the same time, you're not like really stressing about him creating his own shot. So when that was happening, the offense was stale. I tweeted this. We needed to get Derek White into the game. If you don't want to put in all of your starters, I totally get it. Right? First night back to back, you don't want to you don't want to put a lot of minutes on your guys' bodies, right? Makes sense. Every other team will do the exact same thing. Right? So it, if that's the case, try and get Derek White a little bit of minutes, right? Especially considering the depth we had at the guard position. Right, getting a guy like White, Brogdon, even Smart, giving him like a little extra minutes isn't going to really deplete what he can do the next game because we have the ability to be three guards deep, three point guards deep on any given night. So if Smart plays a little bit more, Brogdon, Derek White can step up a little bit more next game. 
if White plays a little bit more in this one, Brogdon and Smart can play a little bit more next game. So I would have liked to have seen Derek White in a little bit earlier in that fourth quarter. It didn't work. Even when Derek White came in, that lead still got down to six. And it's way too low for anyone's comfort, considering we were up 26 points at one point. Uh, So the Celtics needed to bring their starters back in. And that hurts. That is every coach's nightmare. Obviously, losing the game would be the, the tip of the iceberg. However, you don't want to take your guys that just sat 10 minutes, right? Because that was a, it was a long stretch of time where this Celtics team, all these starters were sitting on the bench. Muscles start to tighten. You're not warming yourselves up. Like You don't need to go back in. And in this one, Jalen Brown, like I'll give him credit because he finished the game really strong. But when he checked in, he was grabbing his shoulder, grimacing at times. That could be something serious. Fingers crossed it's not. Knock on wood, it's not. But this is the this is a situation that the Celtics put themselves in because the offense was not clicking. When you give up 33 points in a quarter, it's obviously not good, right? Defensively, it was tough. Sam Hauser, not a great defender. Peyton Pritchard, not a great defender, right? So when you have two guys out there that are not great defenders and you don't have a supporting cast of great team defenders, it makes everything significantly harder. Cornette is a, is a fine defender. He's not a great team defender. Grant, excellent defender, excellent team defender. It was sort of an off night for Grant. Uh, on both sides of the ball, like defensively, he was fine, but there were a couple points in today's game where he just got frustrated. You could see it. Um, but overall, like it's a tough lineup to stick out there defensively, especially when you have guys like Bradley Beal still in the game trying to make a comeback. And they did just that make a comeback. So overall, it's not the, not the performance that you would like to see from the bench in that fourth quarter, but I don't want to, I don't want to overshadow kind of the brilliance that we saw from them because up and down, like Hauser, 14, 14 points, Cornette, 12 points, Brogdon, 17. We got really, really good production off of the bench. Obviously part of that is due to the fact that they played a lot more minutes in this one uh, because of, you know, blowing out the wizards at times. But you're still getting really good production. Like this team early on had a huge advantage on the bench. We had a 12-1 advantage in bench points in the first quarter. So it is something that started early and continued through most of this game. Uh, so overall, it's just it, it's it's tough watching a massive lead dwindle. And I know every person says that this is one of the Achilles heel of this team. This was the deep bench, guys. It's a deep bench. It's without Tatum. It's without Time Lord. We were trying to rest all of our starters. It's not ideal because we've sat here and and talked about how great our depth is. Uh, And the fact of the matter is, like, in this one, it was great through most of it. But when you went to an all-bench lineup, it's hard to compete. It's hard to compete. That's it, 
right? It's like saying you're going to put a, a team of six men out against starters. You're probably not going to win that game, regardless of how good the sixth man is. And that's pretty much what we ran into today. We saw the lead diminish, but move past it is the way I'm looking at it. At this point, this is a, a really solid win for the Celtics. Uh, got a bunch of guys some rests, not putting a ton of minutes on anybody. Um, curious to see if Tatum is back tomorrow. Uh, and if that's the case, do they rest Jalen Brown as well to see how his shoulder is doing at the end of this one? Um, but overall, again, Celtics 16 and four, first team in the NBA to 16 wins. We're also the only team in the entire NBA with a winning percentage of 800. So absolutely love to see that. Uh, and we now have a two-game lead over Milwaukee. Standings don't really matter much at this point in the season, but it's always nice to look at the standings and see the Celtics as the number one in the entire NBA, not just in the Eastern Conference. So that's where we're going to wrap things up for today. If you haven't done so already, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy, and make sure to follow our YouTube page, Boston Celtics Game Day Recap, our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die, uh, and make sure to rate and review the podcast, guys. Five-star written review. Everything helps. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We will talk soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who